welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is a special one. I'm bringing you more musical breakdowns. Today is even more special because we are tackling something that came out of thin air for me as a concept for an episode. This is Lyrical Audacity, volume, volume, volume one. Can I get a hand clap? Can I get a hand clap with this? Can I get a little bit of applause with this? Y'all happy? Y'all happy about that? Appreciate you, appreciate you. But no, if you don't know, you should know that you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available make sure that you like rate subscribe this is a place for you to get consistent content great content and useful resourceful all those different things all the fools you feel me you're gonna be full once you get done listening to this today's a special episode another solo episode lyrically and musically and all the things based i'm gonna be playing sounds i'm gonna be talking about the things we gots to get into it. What is lyrical audacity, you ask? Lyrical audacity is something I just made up in my car, literally listening to the instrument, not listening to the instrumental. The instrumental of the song that you just heard is One Woman Man by Dave Hollister. And I just thought it was so fucking funny that the song is called One Woman Man. And it's like in the lyrics of the song, he's literally talking about this, you know, this interaction with this young lady that he used to, you know what I'm saying? Beat it up, <laughs> in his own words, beating it up. I remember how I used to beat it up, you know what I'm saying? But I can't, I'm a one woman man now. So it's dope, it's interesting, and I think that more than anything, it feels proper to continuously stay on this trajectory and talk about some of the things that people put in song. Because people were audacious enough to make lyrics make a concept, make even a video to go along with this particular idea around whatever message. So let it must be. It's only there for me to break these things down. And I thought that by no means we could not go far without talking about a classic, a classic song being Alicia Keys' You Don't Know My Name. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I could have done so many other ones, but I feel like they've been talked about. They've been addressed. We've done the things. I had to put my own two cents into the ring when it came to this particular song, though. We know the the Wish I Never Met Her, where he's, it's really just a song that's a whistleblower to really say, fuck them kids, you can still be with me. Also, too, you have the Donnell Jones, which is highly debated that he was... (laughs) just really wanted to just, you know, get a little side coach and come be right back because he was semi-stalking that lady in that video because the visuals matter. You put yourself in front of this camera to make this particular certain point with this song. So I'm just saying, I don't know what you're trying to say, but it's weird. That's all I'm going to say. It's weird. It's strange. But if you don't know the song popularized by the Alicia Keys, and not only the song, but the video more than anything, is what really creates even more lore and even more to digest and de- and just break down, you know what I'm saying, to decompress even, you feel me? Because it's a lot, and I got to address, 
it's a good and it's a bad. It's some positives and some negatives, some pros, some motherfucking cons. You understand me? But we're going to jump right into this. Let us tap in now. So, you don't know my name. It's such an interesting song, and I'm going to make sure I have the you know accompanying clips with this because the clips matter. The clips matter. You feel me? Because the video, I feel like, is what created so much more just to the overall song. You know what I'm saying? It really sold the message and the storytelling of this whole song. In short, synopsis, This, if you don't know, you should know. But if you've been under a rock like Patrick Starr, she's shooting a shot. She's a woman who feels like she wants to get at this dude. He's not giving her no attention. He's not giving her no play. She's coming to work late every shift, every Wednesday, evidently. And seeing this man are and just oogling and ogling all over him, and he never really gives her the time of day and kind of treats her as if, you know, she's just some random chick who works at a diner, which is okay. It's okay. He doesn't have to look at her as a new possible person he need to be with. He can look at her however he want to look at it. He on the lunch break. He just want he just wants some fish, some greens, some yams, and some hot chocolate of all things, and be on about his business. You feel me? But we're gonna address him and we're gonna address her in this episode. So let us start with the intro. Sorry I'm late. Mr. Bell, how you doing? Late every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's Melissa Ford. Your boy just walked in. Mmm. Now now listen. Your boy just walked in. And now this is where we see most deaf. Formerly known as Most Deaf, currently Yasin Bay. You feel me? Coming through, giving us good old neo soul vibes. It was that was an era, like crochet, the crochet clothing era, and this that neo soul vibe was a time. They had a stronghold on a part of us in the black community. You feel me? Because simultaneously, you had some of the most like cutting edge gangster raps and shit happening, and and like you had the, the emergence of Kanye, which he kind of helped with that in terms of an aesthetic standpoint, but you know, no, no, that's a whole nother episode. We have this woman admiring this man who seems to be about his business, always comes pretty business cash or dressed to, you know, dressed to the nines, I guess, to go to his favorite diner during his break on a Wednesday every time. And he's always looking at the menu, acting like he don't know what he want and getting the same damn thing. How many of us are like that? It's hilarious. but. I think it's key to set the stage and really set this tone by letting it be known that she is a little bit all over the place, still cute woman, looks good, even in a, in a uniform, and she is admiring the hell out of this dude. And what's funny is this next part, how she dabbles into this first verse and she's just oogling and ogling over this dude. Okay. Good afternoon. Can I take your order? Mm. 
me special. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, and hot chocolate, some hot chocolate. Now, who the hell orders? I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking. Maybe I'm thinking about the types of jobs I've had. And if I'm going to lunch in the middle of the damn day, mind you, lunch, middle of the day. And my ass got to, you know what I'm saying, work for another several, four, you know, maybe four or five more hours after that. I'm not putting something that heavy on my stomach. Like, I've done it and I've regretted it. <laughs> and bruh's putting not only fried fish, greens, and yams, but also hot chocolate? Mm, more about that later. Hot chocolate. Thanks. And there we go. And then it feels like ooh 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 right. We know the chorus. You don't know my name, but let's tap into the second verse, right? So here we are, second verse. Setting the scene. First date. Now, what's funny about this setting that's about to happen is the fact that they literally, she had the opportunity to see this, to be seen and to be noticed and to be understood that this is, I am her, she is me at this party day yet. And this is a house party. It's looking real, it's looking like a real traditional, you know what I'm saying? New York style type of house party. It's like it's all up in the buildings, all in the mix. It's all up in the in the flats of it, you know what I'm saying? It should be a turn up. It should be a vibe. It should be live as hell. And, and they literally are crossing paths. And right when the moment comes where he's about to notice her, cause she's giving the coy and she, you know, but you know, let let her let her rock, let her rock. She giving the coyness. First kiss. Mm. You just mean you, you know what that mean. First time. It feel like ooh, ooh, ooh. Telling you, this was the this was the this was the prerequisite to Young M.A. If y'all didn't know that, that's the sequel. Just a little, you know, musical facts for y'all. But I, I want y'all to really recognize something within this whole social interaction. She had the opportunity to let it be known, like, hey, like, yeah, you know me, yeah. At least give us that. Come on, ladies, come on. If you've been sitting here looking at a man all day. Every day, every week, whenever he comes through and you got the opportunity, you got your shit on. You looking good. You see her hair? You see the braids look like they crisp? Good baby hair, good baby hair. What's going on? Shoot your shot, Alicia. Because the man was about to, but it, you know what could have made this even easier? I mean, obviously, you see his, his friend got into a whole little scuffle in this video or whatever, but you know, and they kind of ruined it. Lily made her upset. She literally had to go and just go play the piano, go get something else to happen. Cause she wasn't, you know, she was feeling so many ways cause she was in her head about it. You understand? She was in her 
head about it. But it's the f next thing that she says. The frustration is the funniest part. <laughs> Doing more than I ever done. For anyone's attention. In front? Now, understand something. Understand something. <laughs> I want y'all to pull. I, I really would love. I can't wait to really dig in. This might. I might have to just make this the clip because I want to ask you, ladies, this. This was. You know what? I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna make a whole question of the of the day about this particular thing. What is up with the level of effort, right? Now, I understand the idea of you know wanting men to approach you and so on and so on and so forth. I get all that. But I want to tell y'all some men do not have the same level of discernment as you. We need more. We need more green lights. We need more green flags. We need more to know that the shot that we about to shoot is going to more than likely go in. Women, on the other hand, need the hoop to be brought, not only brought to them to, to, to be placed <laughs> in front of them, but they need the hoop to be put on them like that is the pressure, I'm assuming, that, you know, the Internet talks so much about. They don't want to be in no guessing game about this dude right here who likes them, who's attracted to them, who wants to see them naked. You understand? They don't want to. But it's like the overextension. Like, you don't know. I have thought it was amazing when any woman has ever told me that she's like left out the house to go meet up with a dude. Like even that. I know it happens. I know it happens a lot. And that's how I usually can gauge, like, oh, you really like this dude. You like him a lot because you're doing a whole lot for this dude. You know what I'm saying? And all you did was just get out the house, put some gas in your car, run an errand, pick up something, and go to his house. You, this your, this your, this your husband at this point. You're doing that much. That's how they, that's how it feels. That's how it feels like that's the caliber that a person has to come through with for you to even get that particular effort. This woman ain't doing nothing but going to work and fixing this nigga a plate and taking his order. And she talking about, I ain't never put this much effort in. <laughs> I'm all in his face, giving him body, giving him, making sure he's seeing me and I'm taking his order and I'm the one serving him every time. And yet he still don't want, girl, you work at the diner. He goes to lunch at. It's okay if he don't notice you. It's okay. I'm not saying you should belittle anybody for what they do. But if he's not noticing you, it's probably because of the, the environment, the situation. You're at work. He's not about to holler at you at work. I get it. You might feel flattered about it, but it ain't gonna happen, Alicia. But you, if you give him the, if you give him the, the go, you give him the, the uh huh, what you had the opportunity, you did. But baby girl improvised. Maybe she just improvised in her head. Hmm. Next, first. But I think we need to finish that one. No, we did that one. So now the infamous phone call. And it's a little long, so I'm going to stop a, a few times. Will you? Ever know Will you? Well, I'm going to have to just go ahead and call this boy. Call this boy. Hello? Hello? Can I speak to, to Michael? To Michael Harris. Oh, Now, before I go too far, because I'm, 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 I'm befuddled by all this, befuddled. She took this man's business card that he left to get him a free lunch. I get it. 
if this works out, he can get as many free lunches as he want. You know what I'm saying? In the diner and outside the diner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you stole this man business card out of a possible sweepstake just so that you can get, you know what I'm saying, in contact with him because you literally could have seen him that night. Now you kind of creepy. You in the creep zone a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Even though, but that's why, that's why I always tell the ladies that I know and are a part of my life, start shooting your shot more. Stop being a passive dater. It feels and looks better when you do it versus us. Darius Love Hall looking at her check just to see where her address is is strange. It's weird. It's stalkerish. There's no way to, uh, other way to think about it. And I get it. She liked, she kind of was attracted to him or maybe he still was in on the Ah. But this, in this situation, it's pretty harmless. You know what I'm saying? Shoot your shot. If anything, a motherfucker gonna be flattered and say no. But it's that part that's so treacherous to even go through. But I digress. Continue with the phone call, Alicia. Talk to Michael. Kind of silly doing this, but uh, this is the waitress from the coffee house on 39th and Lennox. <laughs> you know, the one with the braids. Yeah. In the big booty. She should have put the in the big booty in there. Well, I see you on Wednesdays all the time. You come in every Wednesday on your lunch break, I think. And you always order the special with the hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. My manager be tripping and stuff, talking about we got to use water, but water. This is where we've gotten to, people. This is what you came to listen to this episode for. I'm going to tell you, this is the climax of this episode. That right there, that right there, what type of nerve does anyone have lactating any black person in their 30s and up at this point? Both of them look like they're older. You feel me? I'm not, I don't think I'm aging them wrong. He, his character is at least 30. What are you doing lactating anybody's shit without request? You understand? We are, we, we don't, we're not good with milk like that. We're not good with dairy like that. That man, Michael Harris, was at his office, we know it, tearing up the company bathroom, tearing it up. He went back to H&R Block and literally tore up all the wallpaper every Wednesday around 3 o'clock. More than likely, he was tearing it up. Do not go looking for Michael. And he don't understand why, because he loves the fish. The fish was good. Yams was hidden, greens was fire. He don't understand why in the hell he be having bubble guts every week around the same time. And he probably still don't even get it, even in this moment, because he's thinking about that ass. He's thinking about, hey, you was cute. But this, the, stop doing that, people. Don't be out here lactating people without their permission, without consent. We don't know if people lactose intolerant. We don't know folks' allergies. Don't be just pouring dairy and things. You know how we are. We don't drink milk anyway. We put milk in our cereal, and that's about it. We put milk in the mac and cheese, and that's about it. We don't be just out here putting milk in things. You got to ask. You got to ask. That's all I'm saying. I think you're kind of sweet. <laughs> Corny. Be corny, ladies. Blue suit and your cufflinks is shining all bright. More corn. So what you do? I'm worried. H&R Block, taxes. Look, man, I mean, I don't want to waste your time, but I know girls don't usually do this, 
Now, I, I, I love the self-awareness. The self-awareness, you know what I'm saying? Ladies don't usually do this. Mind you, the third verse, doing more than I ever done for anyone's attention. The idle mind is everything, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got a mind. Maybe this was his plan. Maybe he wanted to lock down a baddie in the right type of way just to really get her sunk in like you so used to folks hollering at you anytime they see you. And now you got a man who probably just taking his time to come at you. And now you don't know how to act. You don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Maybe. Who knows? Wondering if maybe we could get together outside the restaurant one day. Mm. A lot different outside my work clothes. See? You see why she should have led with like, with the braids and the booty? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, we could just go across the street to the park right here. Now, I just feel like she did everything that ladies on the internet tell men to do. Set a date, came up with what to do on the date, suggested a date, did all the things, mind you. All this shit really might be a fucking fantasy. We really don't know. But it's funny to me <laughs> because it's like, no matter how corny this is, no matter how creepy you find this, all the elements that you can find a possible negative to, more than likely most women who try these things are gonna win nine times out of 10. Because that, men are not, we're not used to that. And I get it. There are men out here in the world, there are exceptions to the rule who are forever getting women to approach them because they are, they seem out of reach. The stars, the athletes, men with money, they get that particular attention that may be a little bit more because they feel like the possible being chose by this dude really might be, you know what I'm saying, all right. There's a lot of reward in this particular risk. You ain't gonna risk it for Brad Target. No shade to Target, but you ain't risking it for him. You're risking for, you know what I'm saying, P.J. Tucker. You know what I'm saying? You're risking for the Greek freak if you see him out, you know what I'm saying, just mind his business, getting some jalapeno poppers or something. You would. But she did it with Michael Harris, H&R Block Tax Preparer. And she feels so good about it. She just feels so proud of herself because it's working. He's still on his com. He's still he in the conversation. He into it, and you can tell how committed she is because of why the next thing she says. Wait, hold up. My my cell phone breaking. Hold up. Can you hear me now? Smirk. Yeah. So what day did you say? Mm. Oh, yeah. Now I want y'all to understand something. It's hilarious to me because. I know what it's like to sit there and you you trying to talk to some somebody you really want to talk to and your phone is bullshitting and it's like look do not because anybody the next dude could call at any point in time you don't know if you the main dude you don't know if she even had a main a main first draft pick in her lineup pick check so you know every single moment every single time every single exchange has to be worthy every word and I like how she demonstrated that. This like, oh shit, oh, I, I, I hope I didn't lose you, huh? Hello? Okay, cool. But he with it. Because it's that easy for y'all. It ain't no hoops. Men don't even know how to draw hoops. We don't, we don't do hoops. If you come and present 
the works and you see within the visual. If you remember the video, she was with the shits. They, her whole fantasy is imagining these motherfuckers, her in a negligee, her in a silk robe, her feel, him feeling all on her body. She wants this man so bad. And she gonna get him if she shoots a shot. Now, what the next clip shows you in this video and on this song is, hmm, Alicia. Did you do it or was this all in your head? Good afternoon. Can I take your order? Um, I think I'm gonna have the. Uh... You want the special, right? And the hot chocolate. Don't be hurt. Don't be her. That's all my sentiments are at this point. Don't be Alicia in this thing. Like, why would you be at this point? Like, truthfully, I feel like I feel like this. Alicia is somebody who truly could have gotten everything she wanted. This mix, she is that they are each other's type. He is a tax preparer at H&R Block and you work at a diner. Do not sit here and... It don't work like that. Not with y'all, ladies. Y'all are not shooting too high anywhere y'all shoot. Y'all know that. Stop playing. Y'all know y'all not shooting too high anywhere y'all shoot at. You can get whoever. You can. The possibilities are endless for y'all. We gotta We gotta come with something, though. If you are the top... If you're a top-tier, high-value woman, not to quote the, the nigga... But if you are just, if you own those levels, you don't want nobody who can't give you a little bit more. Unless you do have that particular sensibility, which to each their own. But most women, I understand that. I think it's it makes sense. You want somebody who brings a similar thing to the table. And that's not even coming at anyone's ambition. That's just what you desire. Men don't work like that. We're not checking your pockets. We're not checking your pockets. And if they are checking your pockets, <sighs> I don't know what to say about those men. Because I don't get why. <laughs> but nevertheless, the moral of the story of this whole song is shoot your shot. Or you're going to be looking like her, looking out a window at a nigga, walking his ass back to H&R Block, ready to drop the biggest deuce of the world because you put cream and milk in his damn hot chocolate with some fish and some yams and some greens. Whew. May the air wick be with you. You understand? Whew, I swear, I swear. And I swear it, baby. <laughs> but no, that is lyrical audacity. But I have a little extra bonus of lyrical audacity for you. An honor and honor and honor of today. I wanted to bring out, I wanted to put this episode out on August the 18th in honor of my grandmother, Carolyn Harris. I'm going to make sure I send this part two, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna have to send this to my cousin and they gonna have to show it to her cause she ain't got that type of phone. Nevertheless, I just want her to know that I love her. I know I'm one of those, uh, grandsons who don't call you enough, who don't let you know how I'm doing enough, check on you to see how you doing enough, but that's going to change and I'm going to do better more than anything. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you're well. I'm happy that you are alive and breathing 
and can still laugh, see this, enjoy this, and all and all around just do anything that you really want to do with your time. I got something coming for you as well in the mail real soon. Um, but nevertheless, I love you. And this next part, this next clip, just a tad bit of more of lyrical audacity is a throwback. Is a throwback. Now, if you're from the South, I know you more than likely have heard this song because blues is the reminiscent vibration of the South and still, you know, holds a lot of weight with a lot in a lot of people's hearts. But I have to tell you about a classic, classic song, a classic song that truly has an interesting polarity to it. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a true mm, it's polar. It's a very polarizing song. Because in, on one hand, it teaches you to keep your damn dick in your pants. And on the other hand, it says, my nigga, you just gonna have to stick it out regardless of how terrible it might be in there. Because it's what? Cheaper to keeper. Now, if you know what that phrase is, which I'm not sure if he even coined the phrase, he popularized it or not. More than likely, he popularized it. I'm not sure if he made it up. Johnny Taylor. Johnny Taylor. And the reason why I chose this is because my grandmother, I know for a fact, loves Johnny Taylor. I remember being with her literally the day he died and the radio played him nonstop. And such a fond memory of, our, of, of, of mine, at least. And I think it was just interesting just to see her just be that impacted by somebody that she didn't even know. But Johnny Taylor has some jumps. We know him for last two dollars. You know what I'm saying? And also cheaper to keep her in so many and so many in uh, who's making love, you know, uh, on your old lady. You understand? But this is such a testament of the blues and all that. And I'm going to give you just a little bit of a breakdown on that as well. Bear with me, people. Here we go with last two dollars. You're tied up. You better stay tied up because it's cheaper to keep this is Out the back. It's cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep her. When your little girl make you mad. And you get an attitude and pack your bags. Five little children that you're leaving behind. Son, you're going to pay some out. You're going to pay some alimony or do some time. I ain't know I cut that off. Alimony or do some time. That is hilarious. Understand me. <laughs> it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> it's like, look, you might as well figure that shit out because psh, have you seen what these prices are for divorce these days? Mm, you might want to not, you might want to not try to, you might want to figure that out. Go talk to the pastor or something. Go do something. You understand? Hella, hella old-fashioned, hella, hella funny to me. But here's the chorus. It's cheaper to keep her. See, when you get through stand, that judge in the face, you're gonna wanna cuss. Cuss. The whole race. That's why it's cheaper to keep her. You're gonna wanna cuss. <laughs> Anything that make you just want to cuss for just no, just you got a reason, but just cuss, whatever word, shit, damn, ah, you know, I love it. I love it. It's it's so infectious. It gets you going, you know, but it's funny because it's 
it's very explicit. It's very to the point. It's like it's no it's no other way to kind of present this uh, idea to you. If you are not working, if this look, this is a, this is the eighties, this is the seventies, the nineties. Whenever this song came out, right? Do you know how much you're gonna have to pay to lead this woman? You better figure it out. You're gonna lose everything, so you better work it out. Cause she don't want to lose you on the low, on the high. But you might want to figure that out. Player, figure that. Um, but then there's this last part on the end of this that I think is so funny. You didn't pay for two dollars to bring the little girl home. Little girl home. Now you're about to pay two thousand. Two thousand. To leave her alone. You see another woman out there, and you wanna make a change. But she ain't gonna want you because you won't have a damn thing. <laughs> now understand something you paid you got a two dollar jump to come through and do whatever you did with her and you're about to fuck around and lose your whole situation be out of house home and and, and also had to come out of two thousand more dollars just for court fees and then you got some alimony after that and this is obviously in times Nowadays, I, I would assume it's within the high thousands and tens of thousands to divorce with people, depending on how long you've been with them and also your own, you know, uh, range of income as well. But it's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? And also, he's right. You ain't gonna have nothing. So you might. It's a it's a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. If you do this, then you lose them and you lose everything. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. You're going to be gone. You, you might as well just check out. You're done. It's over. What else do you need to do? <laughs> you can't do anything else. But I must be, you know, because it's me. Because um, the moral of the story is don't, you know, I, I feel like the moral of the, way, the message that he's trying to give is truly one of like, stick it out, figure it out. And I think that's truly a testament of the generation that happened prior to ours, they stuck it out no matter what. And I think the, the fees, the separation of family, because a lot of people put in a lot of time with each other, had so many kids and bound each other to, in so many different ways, so many different things. And also to the, 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 the to somewhat rights have changed as well. Think about our grandparents who literally maybe got married in a time before they had a, a lot of rights, before they could vote and before certain things was legal for black people, all these different things to finally coming into spaces and places where now you have a little bit more. It's in, it ain't equal, but it's starting to stabilize a little bit more. So if grandma leaves, she might get that pension. She might get some of that money. She might have to split some in half with, you know what I'm saying, with pop pop. Who knows? Who knows? She's cheaper to keep her. Personally, I feel like regardless of all that shit, because I am a millennial, do what makes you happy. You don't have to reconcile by any means just for the just for the sake of financials. Personally, and I probably would need to do a whole episode about this. I may want to bring on somebody who possibly can speak more to it because I'm definitely far from a married individual. I just believe in prenups. I believe in you planning for whatever you want to plan for. We do it with insurance in every single capacity of our lives, life, auto, home. I sound like a Geico commercial. Why not insure your marriage as well? And a prenup does not have to be you come out with nothing. 
for me, I wouldn't mind signing a prenup where it's like there's a particular percentage or what we both gain and grow together. We split down the middle from the time that we're married then type of thing. I don't know. Depends on the person, depends on the situation, obviously. But I wouldn't, I would certainly propose one and I'm proposing her to present a counter to that as well. What makes sense to you? And let's create one that literally binds us both. We already got all this other paperwork. We might as well get some paperwork for every single scenario because we don't know what can happen. We are madly in love now, but who's to say we will be in this particular space? And it's not even like preparing for the worst. It's just truly putting down everything. Cause just, I don't want to hate you. I don't want you to hate me for certain things that I do or say when it comes to us being on the odds. Because if we already were doing it in a, from a loving place, may make it a little bit easier to just go ahead and be like, all right, it's been good. We didn't make it work. We couldn't make it work. You know, the reconcilable differences, whatever it is, and let's get it out. Let's get it on, you know? But um, I'm going to send it on. You understand? Um, because we wrapping it up. I want y'all to know something. I love doing this podcast and my send it on is really simple for this week. I want you, if you are watching this, if you are listening to this, I want to make sure, I want you to make sure that you share this Share not only even just this episode, but just share the podcast with the friends, put it in a group chat, put it in your mat, put it, you know, DM it to a few folks. Let them be known that this is the type of things that you listen to to get through your day. This is something that you do to, you know, play while you maybe working out, maybe while you do your dishes, do some chores, working from home, working in the office, whatever it is. If you're hearing this, obviously you appeal to the same sensibilities as me. You like the same shit. So fuck with the kid and go ahead and share some of the content because it's more to come and I want to make sure that those who have done the things are going to benefit from the things because you guys are going to be the ones who get all the benefits. We're talking about merch. We're talking about exclusive content, all these different things because you were here first, especially the folks who are visually subscribed for show y'all. <laughs> y'all gonna definitely get something special from me. Once I reach a particular number, then I'm gonna cap it off like y'all are the special group. Y'all gonna forever be the special group. I'm gonna pick a number and figure this out. But nevertheless, this is been fun. And I hope you've enjoyed it because I personally enjoy making it. Because this is Ben. Oh, before I let y'all go, make sure y'all subscribe on all platforms, YouTube, everywhere, podcast or stream. And make sure that you share, like, review, rate, and subscribe. I've been Rodney Perry, also known as King. This has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. You've just heard Lyrical Audacity, Volume 1. And this has been Simply King. Peace.